0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We've reached episode 708. This is being recorded on January 25, 2023. I'm Sebastian Peak.
1: I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. I'm Brett Van Sprenberg.
0: Yes, it's that time again, our weekly plea for you to support us financially on Patreon. We couldn't do it without you, seriously. It's patreon.com. And we have uh, some names to shout out tonight, don't we, Brett?
1: We do. We've got two. We've got one that I really like the name of. His uh, His handle is Baza's Sammy Note 2. I think we've heard from Baza in the past, but he's enjoying the show so much that he's decided to up his patronage, and we welcome that. We really do. So if you're a patron at one level, why not throw another couple dollars into the kitty if you're really enjoying this? But number two here, uh, and not second in any way or shape or form, is uh, Anders of Asgard. And Anders came in with such a level that he had a personal question for Josh. Josh, I sent that question to you earlier. Perhaps you'd like to respond. You can go ahead and read it. Josh, as a wise man of the tech industry with kids, what is the most important? Happy, fulfilled kids or new silicon?
2: Well, think of it this way. Eventually all kids get old, but new silicon is always new. Hmm. Is that like I keep Mm -hmm. getting older, but they say the same age? The freshmen stay the same age, yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. kind of. Well, of course, I'd like it. to have reasonable, nice kids that grow up to become productive, giving community members that buy you new, new graphics cards. Are pretty cool, too.
0: <laughs> Josh, would you like to talk about food?
1: Yes, please.
2: Yes, what, what do eat this week. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't a special today. Apparently, Clayton's been hitting a wall with uh, creative things. So I gave him a couple of small examples of things that I might like to see, like a 50-50 burger. I've been kind of craving those. That's fifty percent sirloin or you know ground, and then fifty percent uh, uh, pork belly, and you mix those together and you know, do a hamburger. It's fantastic. A little salty depends, but oh yeah, really, really a rich, rich burger. Uh, But today uh, they didn't have those things. And so I had to go with the, the old favorite, the popper and the popper is, is tasty. Uh, It's a little crunched because, you know, it comes in a wrapper and it's not served fresh on a plate and the presentation in those things are, are so much better. But here you get the two quarter pound patties, a nice amount of cream cheese. The jalapenos are breaded and fried and sliced. And then all that is covered with a raspberry chipotle sauce. And let me tell you, it's super tasty. If you've never come to Laramie and had it, I would highly recommend you do such a thing. It doesn't do it justice. I mean, the picture is not great. But, boy, it sure is good. Our top story in
0: news tonight isn't even on the show notes. I'm springing it on everybody. It's Intel Arc News. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but this is really big. Intel Arc 4090. The NVIDIA killer. It's here. The 4090 driver. Yes. (laughs) Beta driver driver. 101.4090. Get it right now. It's only 1.2 gigabytes for Windows 10 and 11. You can download it as a zip file or an executable file. Go right now. Intel Arc and Iris Xe graphics beta for Windows from the 24th. This is hot off the presses. Less than 48 hours old. All right. Top on the list of the prepared news stories. Some interesting developments. In the Ryzen 7000 world. This has been going on for a while now. We have a rumor, which is started by AMD themselves. They put something on AMD.com about the new X3Ds. Like availability, for example, being Valentine's Day. Then they took it off. Yes. They said that was wrong.
1: Oh, no
0: hearts for you. Well, now the latest drama is that on AMD.com, unlocked for overclocking, yes, for the Ryzen <gasps> x3d processors because it wasn't there originally but then it was there on the 23rd but now it's gone again if you google this right now uh, ryzen 7000 x3d overclocking you'll see numerous stories all citing the same tweets and screenshots of the amd.com page and it's gone so hmm. i do i just think that was probably a mistake because it were just probably copying and pasting over the description of the non-X3D part when they made the page mm-hmm. for the X3D part and then go back and edit. Mm. Who knows, Maybe do. something cached that wasn't supposed to be seen at all. Here's an article at PC World. Microsoft's direct storage tech arrives on PC with perplexing, encouraging results. So far, all that I've read about it, and I've not done any testing myself, it all centers around Forspoken which offers direct storage support. And everybody's testing this, and it seems like there might be more to this than meets the eye, because there's, like, this this link here. to a, This is a Twitter video. Blink, and you'll miss it, because it opens so fast. It's like a second or two to, to start up the game from a save. And then these questions being raised here about this might actually just be preloading behind the scenes, so it seems like it's faster than it is. And it, a lot of this is going to depend on what hardware you're using. So if you have a faster SSD, obviously it's going to load faster. But right now, there's a lot of people citing this one game and loading up your last save as being proof of how you know, game-changing direct storage is. So uh, I don't know if you guys have played around with Forspoken at all. I have not.
1: No, no. but the DMA concept is, is solid. I mean, what they're trying to do is, is very reasonable. Direct memory access without having it uh, necessarily go through handling of the CPU and all the overhead that that could entail, even though it's very, very fast, obviously. But having it go directly to video storage cuts out essentially the middleman that reasonably should make things faster.
2: Yeah, I think with the CPU doing it, CPU reads it, writes its memory, and then the GPU reads it from main memory through the CPU.
1: Well, they'll, they'll have a shared memory uh, block.
2: actually works, but now it's it's mm-hmm. the, the GPUs can have direct access to uh, the NVMe drive. So you're going to get lower latency and potentially uh, greater bandwidth.
3: Potentially. Wait. The new PCIe uh, will be worth it? Yeah. I
1: mean, it's not necessarily... We've talked about this before, where it really is not bringing a whole lot um, of performance to GPUs, but storage well, has... Definitely up, upsides to very, very fast yeah. interfaces.
0: WCCF Tech were uh, doing their own testing with a 4090 and the WD Black SN850. The average load time not provided by the benchmarks we calculated it manually is 4.3 seconds, which is not what we hoped from direct storage compared to the one second load available on PS5. They said some scenes loaded in under two seconds, but the longest took 7.5 to 9.5 seconds. Mm. So it looks like some people might be relying on... I don't know what they're relying on because the bench, the built-in benchmark does not calculate the load times. You'd have to do it manually, but at what point are they starting their stopwatch? And it, it just doesn't <coughs> seem like mm-hmm. this one game should not be it. We have nothing else to talk about it, I guess we we,
2: we essentially need to wait for the 3d mark people it, yes. to have an exactly. actual benchmark. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yep. Have you tried yeah. renaming the executable yet? <laughs> okay,
0: this one is a little bit more uh, for the hardcore part of the audience. Those who would know about the More Power tool, which is used to overclock uh, Radeon graphics cards. And it doesn't work anymore. Not with the 7000 series, not with RDNA3. And there's been stories about this, but now Igor at Igor's lab, who's affiliated with this project, they have released a statement from the team No More Power tool for RDNA 3 and the reasons. So what this boils down to is everything with the new architecture is locked down. They say it's double and triple secured. You would have to change the firmware and adapt drivers, which is not really possible, they say. Not even under Linux. So it's just, it's so locked down that they just, they can't do it anymore. So you have to use whatever conventional tools are available to you. It's, And I never used the more power tool, but apparently it is uh, a different approach to overclocking. And it's disappointing to those who were fans of that because the new graphics cards don't support it at all and never will. But I guess it's good to know how secure the new platform is. Mm. We've talked about
1: how they're sort of squeezing the most out of it that you can get out of it anyway with their dynamic overclocking based upon temperatures and available voltages and, you know...
0: The, the supposition, I think, is that if they have it that securely locked down, mm, then mm-hmm. you will never be able to unlock the next one up. So you will be forced to pay for the performance that you want. I mean, historically, Radeon graphics cards, there has been an upgrade
1: path through firmware upgrades. Yeah, I see where you're going. Yep. Flash the next one. I mean... Oftentimes, the non XT version with the XT firmware could get you pretty close. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or it would at least certain uh, flashes would unlock, uh, you know, voltage mm-hmm. that was unavailable or, or frequencies that were unavailable. I flashed my 5870 back in the day to unlock, I think it was the 950 megahertz. It was like an ASUS bias. Mm-hmm. And then I could overclock it to one gigahertz from there
3: easily. It was the 6950 I did, and it gave me extra RAM.
0: Oh, you got a 69.70
1: out of a 69.50?
3: I did indeed for at least a year and a half before it started getting a little flaky for some reason.
1: It's funny how
3: these numbers come back around
0: again. Speaking of uh, graphics cards and memory, this is our weekly PSA to just don't buy used graphics cards. Just don't do it. Because
1: almost all of them... Except from Josh. Well,
0: yeah, Josh doesn't doesn't do any of that nasty stuff. He just keeps them in boxes on his shelf. Yes. Crypto miners, according to this article at videocards.com, are painting graphics card memory to sell them as new. So not at every platform. It's a Chinese retail platform, it says here. But it's there's a tint to the memory that you can see. They're looking for it. But it, this is not anything new. If you've been in the vintage computer world. Dude needs to platform. cut his fingernail. <laughs> If, Yikes. If, if you've looked into buying like new old stock vintage components, you'll find that most of the time they're just repainted and then um, re-lettered to look new. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're doing the same kind of tricks with memory to, just to hide the fact that it was scorched. And the silk screen is a lie. Yeah, it, it's hard to trust this stuff.
1: I, I thought you were going to bring oh. up the, um, the German um, repair depot that had a le- in a lot of those 6,000 series ones that were cracking. And there was that story last week or so of people talking about, oh, it's the same driver but that's causing. Was fun. The- listen, but listen, there hasn't been yeah, a new totally 6,000 series
0: driver in two months. Still, right. they just released another but one and it's again it 7,000 series only.
1: It was mining. You're, you're of on, you're on mining. mining. Kyle was you're right. right over the top of that.
0: It was yeah. just, isn't that interesting? That all these cards are flooding a repair shop, isn't? I wonder how so a
2: single one, in.
0: yeah. And to point at, and it, and apparently to the high
2: humidity that they're running oh, that's high right. humidity and, and stored, and then they stored. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then it essentially glued the uh, the the heatsink to the top of the die, and when they removed it, it just <laughs> would crack due to physical and, and, and environmental issues with with that where they were where they were stored. Hmm. Or could that be, subtropical China? I don't know. <laughs> or the power washing that they subjected the Yeah, It could be. Yeah, we've, we've seen the power washing.
0: AMD really, really wants you to buy a Ryzen 7000 CPU. Don't be confused like I was and think that this is for RX 7000 GPUs. If you buy a Ryzen 7000, and they mean any, 7600, 7600X, 7, 7700, 7700X, 7, 7900, 7900X 7, and 7950X all qualify you for Star Wars Jedi <laughs> Survivor. Please please buy one of our deeply discounted next gen processors.
1: Now, aren't you reading into this a little bit? I, no. I, I don't know. Okay. I mean if you,
2: No.
0: Let's see. <laughs> no. Uh, let's find retailers. I want to look at AMD direct. Visit this store. is in partnership. There you go. Let's, let's see. Uh, of course, they have the XT in stock, but not the XTX. It's not even listed. Um, okay.
2: It might be, but it's out
3: of yeah. stock. Look at that, but Notice 30X. how you're getting Callisto Protocol and uh, Dead Space.
0: Okay. So, so if you buy the graphics card, you get two games. That's good. Dead Island 2 and Callisto Protocol.
3: Or but, Dead Island, not Dead Space. But if
0: you get... See, it still says deals on our newest processors. So five ninety nine. It's not quite as low as it's been for the 7950X, but it's still cheaper than when it launched. Here, look at the 7600X is only $249. And you have the new low price on the 5000 series stuff, including very attractively the now again available 5800X 3D for just 349
1: Well, Oh, they must have found some.
0: There is a lot mm. out there. A lot of retailers have it for like 339 to 349 right now.
1: Anyway, yeah, but if you
0: buy that seven thousand series, you get uh, the Jedi game. Sixty nine dollars. That's how much the game costs. So do us do one. a solid favor.
1: So. Buy a seven thousand series. Yeah, Help AMD you.
0: out. They are a, a small, huh. independent company struggling, struggling even, struggling for market share. Yep. Microsoft uh, would never push. Mysterious updates out to your systems that did anything but benefit you. They're looking out for you.
1: They want to make sure
0: you're. Are not you using running the- an
3: old version of Office, Sebastian?
1: Yeah. I maybe. <laughs> can't, can't you tell what KB5021751 would do? I mean, it's right there. Well, I mean, if right they
3: used
0: to, if they had knowledge base articles, I could look up. Then maybe I could do that.
3: No, they've obfuscated it. Oh, okay. Well, mm. they're pushing even out for people update. who own newer versions of Office. They're after
0: anybody running older, soon-to-be-out-of-support versions of Office. Because you know what? If you're not subscribing to Office, you're probably at risk. And I'm reading between the lines here a little bit. But, I mean, what do you think this means? They offer a subscription service. They want to make it so that you can only subscribe to get Office. And a lot of people just consider Office to be this, this utility that they have to have. They need to have milk. They need to have gas <laughs> in their car. And They need, they need my Word in Excel. PowerPoint. You are sadly, sadly correct. Well, I mean, you can get like Lib- LibreOffice.
1: Office. And look, well, yeah,
0: which I works beautifully. Hey, you no, know, Google Docs,
3: Google Docs.
1: I hate to say it. I mean, I, Google did turn evil. You know, after a period of time, but you know, it actually turned out to be a very reasonable alternative for it's many of the It's reasonable, but it doesn't
0: have all the features. If you if you lean nope. on, it doesn't Word doesn't does. have all the features it used to. <laughs> He's right about that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I wish I could rely entirely on Google Docs, and I wish mm-hmm. I wish LibreOffice was more feature filled than it is. It's mm-hmm. a pretty bare bones the approximation. At least, I mean, who cares about the, the the Word equivalent? You can you can write in almost anything, including Google Docs. I I write in Google Docs.
2: You know, I think you can still get WordPerfect
3: Suite. Oh. Corral would uh, be proud of you, but it's not five point one.
0: Jeremy was kind Jeremy. Of enough to write up a story. We gave yeah. you smart appliances. Why won't you connect them? This is the industry talking to you, the consumer, who doesn't want to, you know, update their grill firmware. <laughs>
3: uh, and th- this actually happened during on Thanksgiving to oh, this guy. Does it guy. say
0: Wi Fire? That actually says Wi yes. Fire. Yes, it does. Oh my gosh. I don't want my grill to be controlled by some server. So his grill
1: crashed. Now I I admit, I, I have fallen victim to this. My TV's plugged into this. My, my receivers plugged into this. I don't think I've got too many other things and I get updates. I don't know. Once every cup, once every month, one of them gets updated for something. On the TV, I get more ads now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was your latest update. Jeremy, finish your story and make me feel more victimized
3: than I already do. Oh, it's just so funny. Uh, LG is a little bit upset that a little bit under half of their users connect their smart appliances to the internet. Whirlpool says, oh, well, it's just a bit over half that connect it, but they're very concerned that you're not experiencing the full value of the appliance that you bought, and that you know, letting them track you constantly and knowing exactly your habits would be so valuable to them—or I'm sorry, to you—so uh, that they could provide you with better services. Uh, Whirlpool bought something called Yumly, which I only found out about when I was looking this story up. Which is essentially their smart stove will show you instructions on how to cook something on it. Uh, I'm assuming that you're going to have to scroll through the 18 pages of life story before you even get to the recipe, let alone what temperature to cook it at. But you know that's just pretty normal. Uh, yeah, they've spent a huge amount of money making these smart toasters, and uh, you know that you're it knows whether you've got a bagel in there or a piece of crumpet, and will then cook it accordingly, and maybe order you some when it's out and definitely totally not listen to you the whole time yeah it's it's kind of funny that this has failed horrifically because i mean the internet of things is known for being incredibly secure and for people following up with security patches a year or two after it's been released and definitely not hard coding passwords in or you know any of those silly things that might turn you off of that sort of thing
1: your TV will never be able to be hacked to be listened to or to spy oh. on you. Oh, wait, that's that's installed from the factory. I'm sorry. No, it's I, just
0: that's, the phone that's, uh, you know, surgically grafted to your hand at all times.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's actually... you noticed that, did
0: you?
1: But uh, I think BMW, we sort of lean back onto that, has definitely paved the way for this sort of thing with their subscription service for, what was it? Uh, seat heat heating or something? or Seating seats
0: or, ser- Seating well, seats a or heating feature. steering I mean, well. it,
1: would, it's, mm-hmm. it if you've got so, the money for
0: the Beamer, then you'd better shell out for yeah. the subscription. So,
3: so with... Sure. with uh, Melon Husk, with, and if you want your Tesla to go faster. True.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, with, with our advanced uh, stove, we don't see anybody needing more than one burner at a time, but if you'd like to upgrade to uh, burner 2.0, you'll be allowed to cook more than yeah. one thing at once.
0: All right. Another story from videocards.com. The RTX 4070 Ti dominates... Weekly GPU sales at German retailer: more cards sold than RX 7000 and Arc combined. Well, this is this is one week. It's one source. This is Tech Epiphany sales data. Seems a little hard to believe that the 4070 Ti is selling that well, but I mean, you just can't buy a 7900 XTX. I'm sure any of the ones they're producing are are replacement units for the ones that they.
1: Are. Well, I was. A little bit surprised. I mean, I sort of knew this, but to see the numbers here was how strong the sales are for mid-upper tier previous generation cards. It's it's clearly yeah. that's where the sweet spot is, and they haven't really exposed where this next generation for either company, AMD or Nvidia, where they're really going to be in that price point I, outside of the forty seventy Ti, which clearly is a is a sweet spot. I keep looking at who's the next ten sixty. You know, I, I, this is not a really
2: clear winner yet. That would be the six six uh, the RX 6600. Oh yeah, good point.
0: And the the RTX thirty sixty is the next ten sixty. By the way, yeah, uh, I think yeah. you too. Especially as here, it but... continues to drop in price, it it sells mm. very very well. And it's just it's a little confusing to look at this chart. But honestly, the forty seventy Ti not a bad card. It just doesn't. Uh, it's just not a great value, unless you look at it compared to the way things are now. And then it's a slightly better 3080 Ti because it has better ray tracing performance, about the same raster performance as 3080 Ti, maybe a little bit higher. But it costs about the same, except the 3080 Ti, I, good luck finding one for less than it's
1: the
2: 3070 Ti. It's gone. Right, so, yeah.
0: yeah. It's just a, a weird market right now. I'd like to see numbers for the entire year. Not just one week.
1: One last point to this one is that hmm. Intel Arc coming in. Last, sorry to say, it was not yeah. a strong week for the Intel Arc at Mine Factory. Well, after this 4090
2: drop,
3: With yeah, drivers, yeah, then, yeah, um, it just needs a new driver. That's yeah. it. It'll be fine. After hey, that. I mean, you know, I only have
2: one thing to say about this. The German buying public loved David Hasselhoff. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah, so. You say the Intel arc is a is a hasselhoff that they'll eventually embrace. No. Are you using um, the Chipaka okay, defense okay. here? I think he's right. accusing them of not having any taste. Oh, oh, I wasn't sure what that was, was. an
0: insult go. to the entire <laughs> German population. Yeah, well. <clears throat> Okay. Hey, David Hasselhoff, right. he was a tall, uh, well built man with chiseled features. Yeah. And you couldn't oh, act. A man of many talents. And he could sit in the car. a car. paper bag.
1: We we enjoy a lot of German uh, things here, finely engineered, finely crafted. Uh, I'm sure the German people are very, very nice. Yeah, uh, just I
0: enjoy my there. German wife from time to time. Mm. Well, that's
2: funny. My last born name is German Berlin. Dutch.
0: <laughs> Who was born in Berlin? My wife. She was born? In, oh, really? Yeah. We some, my wife yep. wasn't born in Germany, but her father is 100% German. Ah.
3: Uh, came over. Sulfur bulbs or incandescent bulbs?
0: It's time for wow. our security corner. Android 14 will automatically block apps built for ancient Android versions. Well, that sounds like iOS.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> iOS helpfully blocks applications from... What's weird about, console? you know, putting out a new app on the Google Play Store that's specifically built for, like, Lollipop? There's nothing suspicious whatsoever about that. They couldn't be trying to avoid a whole bunch of the, uh, security blocks that Androids put on to try and mitigate mm, some uh, of the ancient yeah, okay. vulnerabilities that are still around.
1: Yeah. I so agree. really, this is a sideways attempt to say, let's not even deal with it anymore. Forget about fixing it all. Let's just block them all. They Ap- Apple yeah. did it to great success
0: because it's not like people stopped using iOS devices. You know, Apple had reasons like,
1: like what you need to upgrade to a new phone. Yes. That should that should be enough. They they know better. They know when you needed to upgrade to a new phone. Well, because
0: you know what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone, right? So yes, to, to enhance your privacy. Yes, they put it on a billboard in Canada files, to enhance they your privacy. They put that on a billboard
1: in Canada. It's true. To,
0: if you use iCloud to enhance your privacy, we need to have everything locked down and all these old games used to play that are no longer supported. You can't even install them anymore. Forget about thirty-two bit no. code. It's just no. insecure. everybody knows that, that thirty two bits equals insecurity
3: yeah so, well, I mean yep. at least Apple changes their hardware every once in a while. It's like eh, that's it. we're just severing it yeah we're that, not going to yeah, use IBM entire, anymore
0: the the code base changes it's not just like <laughs> yes. oh, we're onto new hardware it's like no, we're on a completely different uh yeah. language
1: now right we're on arm now we,
0: Forget forget XA. we today. can
1: emulate your hardware and software faster than you could run. Yes faster true. Than you can run it on your underpowered overheated
0: processors that we used to put <laughs> in our laptops for the same amount of money frankly yes, true Apple <laughs> intentionally sold you overheating Core i9s in your MacBook Pros you know? and now who? they had no choice next up making Excel less of an XXL risk by blocking free roaming XLL files
1: I like my title better in our show notes, by the way. Yeah.
3: Excellence is not
1: bad. Yeah, it was pretty good, I thought. Anyway, what was it? Sorry. Walking like all, your, all excellence. your excellence. Your excellence. Oh, yeah. That's it's a pun.
3: It's a Mine's so just be, a transposition.
1: You want to take this one, Jeremy?
3: <laughs> uh, so this Excel has been the tried and true way to spread viruses to corporate environments. Back in the day, it was... oh here, download this new VBA macro that will uh, push of a button and it's going to figure out all your finances at no time at all or it's going to do your report for you. And so Microsoft eventually made them untrusted by default and at the same time sort of switched to, well, now you can't just have a uh, VBA-enabled worksheet. You've got to have an XLSM. And then people started distributing XLSM templates and spreading wonderful infected macros the same way. It's It's been going on till today, and the fun thing is that you can embed some really interesting things in an XLSM that should be, that do things that they really shouldn't be able to because you've, at this point, the hacker is literally sitting in front of your computer. You've given them access, and we'll probably click continue every time you can. So, XLL was going to solve all of this. It's... We're we're turning this into a sort of a DLL, which has embedded EXEs in it to be able to run the stuff you don't want. So, yeah, XLL, XLL was a horrible idea from the very beginning. But the idea was that, well, there's no way that they can hack this DLL and make it signed again and embed something really incredibly nasty as an EXE in there and just sort of let it run very quietly in the background for a month or two and make it really, really hard for any uh, antivirus software to spot. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's exactly what happened. So now they're going to make them untrusted by default. And in many environments, you're not even going to be able to allow to download these. So they won't even show up as an attachment in your email. Thankfully, knock on wood, hopefully. Uh, and so we'll see. This is, of course, prompted all of the people that were hacking everyone through XLLs to now figure out that the link files are actually a great way of messing you around. But that's a different story.
1: I, I'd imagine the client side filtering of these is probably only going to work in Outlook, more more than likely, simply because
3: uh, other emails will you know? we'll strip it, and mm-hmm. Excel will straight up say, "No, this is an untrusted. Mm-hmm. Please contact your administrator." Mm-hmm.
1: That's and not the point I like I ever want to, like I would ever contact an administrator for a problem I'm yeah. having.
3: <laughs> yeah, because I constantly tell you, well, you did it to yourself. It's it's. This is why I don't hand you fire because you would just catch yourself on fire. No, that, you can't they always have it. know. They know less than you do about
1: what you're doing, so you know there's no point. <laughs> Here we go. Everybody hey, can Apple, throw arrows. Apple's
0: bad too, right? Apple fixes. That's right. Well, they fix something. Actively exploited well, iOS zero day on older iPhones and iPads. Oh, wonderful. They, just <laughs> just what I wanted those <laughs> security updates for older devices that may or may not also make your device significantly slower, and then, then you need to upgrade.
1: Not that I. Well, I'm no, that's bash. built in. This yeah, that's is <laughs> that's only if your battery is failing. Give them a break. Come on. Right. This is supposed to patch a zero-day exploit in their WebKit which was mm. hey, just simply browse to this uh, remote uh, page or whatever and, you know, now your dev- are, your iDevice now belongs to someone else. They've patched all the way back to 5S, 6, uh, iPad mini 2, iPad mini 3, 6 Plus, Air and Touch. So you got to sort of hand it to them for with uh, patching an older generation, uh, multiple older generations of devices, which Apple stuff kind of lasts a long time for a lot of people. I still have an iPad mini, but a lot of people pass these on to relatives or uh, children or whatever when they're done with the only people I hate one. or people you hate. So don't tell them there's a there's a patch. But if this is something you've passed on to somebody that you like, you might want to say, hey, go check your updates. Because it's yeah. it's a pretty nasty exploit.
0: It's time for gaming quick hits. There's just a couple of them this week. So, uh blink and you'll miss it. Twenty twenty-five will be the year of Skyblivion. Get ready.
3: Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, I've been ready for a while. Almost uh, twelve years now. Okay. Because I'm, I'm. It's it's looking good. Uh, and hey. They're not rushing it. They're giving themselves a more than reasonable deadline, I think, of uh, 2025, which will officially make it 23 years that they've been going at it. Or 13 years, not 23 years. It looks gorgeous. Uh, these guys are doing... So they're taking all of the Skyrim uh, engine improvements, because I mean, it's not like they actually really improve the engine all that much, but all the assets. And we've been talking about this for years, but if you like Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Four, it's just about done. Uh, Sky or uh, sorry, uh, Skywind is a little bit further off. They're still not giving us any dates, which is really the one that I'm looking forward to. And at the same time, there's another group that's doing the Elder Scrolls, and Elder Scrolls revival. Uh, so there's three separate teams that have been doing this for forever but they're getting close and my God, it looks gorgeous. Like, wow. It just looks fun. Whoa. They've done a lot of work on this and they've added a whole bunch of new quests. And in some cases had to redo the quests because some of them depended on stuff that doesn't really exist so much anymore. It's, it's looking good. That's another game. I still haven't
2: finished his oblivion. And they released that in 2006 or 2007? Uh, one of those, yeah. It's that far back. Yeah, though. And then, of course, you know, Skyrim was 2011. 11, 11, 11 was that's, the release date.
3: Yeah. And now. Which is how it they've been working on 20, it for 12 years. 23. Yes, yeah, so that's how they've been working on it
2: for 12 years now. And you're supposed to, you know, play some ESO to get your. Get your um, stolen it. well, It's it's fine. Yeah, it's not cohesive. It's an MMO. It's but it's free to play. Yeah. It is, but they have annoying mechanics that you can get rid of with ESO Plus. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. It's a freemium model. Clear game. Yes, yeah, so if you don't want them to was, suck.
0: That was a cheap shot, I think. <laughs> Hey, sticking with Rock Paper Shotgun for our second and final gaming quick hit, a new standalone single player Mech Warrior game is in development. Piranha says it'll be announced this year.
1: I'm a big and fan of the Mech maybe Warrior. Maybe it'll be
0: whole-task
3: compatible. Mm.
1: Yes, hopefully. But I, you know, some of the issues has always been trying to jump into games with other people who were terrible to play with, like in a lot of other multiplayer games. But I really enjoyed Mech Warrior. I'm excited to see a single player variant of this because I like the whole concept. I like the world. Yeah. Some Somewhere in 2023, though. So maybe this year or yes, late absolutely. in the fall, something like that. All right. So bring it on, Sebastian. Okay. The beast. Uh, in
0: our featured review this week, we're going to be taking a look at Lenovo's ThinkStation P620, the latest version of it, equipped with nothing less than the Ryzen Threadripper Pro 5995WX. This thing is a very unassuming looking monster. A Tetra Hexacontaccore workstation. You know, I'm sorry, what? Tetra HexaContaCore.
1: Oh, oh that's what I thought you said.
0: Yeah. So uh, it's not uh, your normal system, but I mean look at it. It's it's not big. It's a slim. It looks like a kind of a retro machine. You could you could lay this thing flat and put your CRT on top of it. Not a whole <laughs> lot of uh Width here, this is like 17 inches tall, 18 inches deep. I think it's like six and a half inches wide. I guess I got to check
1: the specs. Do you remember when they used to give you the ability to turn the logos 90 degrees as well?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Six and a half inches wide, 18 inches deep, about 17 and a half inches tall, uh, 50-ish pounds. It's not light. There's a lot of steel in here and a lot of processor because this thing is equipped, as I said, with that 64 core processor amd wrx 80 platform the graphics card in our workstation which we are only borrowing from lenovo is the rtx a6000 which when i received this like a month and a half two months ago was the fastest workstation card they sold that has been replaced just in the last couple of weeks but as you can see with the side panel removed which by the way requires a key the keys are in this little plastic holder on the back and we're taped in place for shipping, and you actually wow, actually, just like a motel. <laughs> you actually have to unlock the latch on the side to get to the components, and you have this nice little sticker. Remember when cases had these stickers that showed you the yeah, oh my gosh. layout? Yeah, oh yeah, I love this. There, there were so many retro kind of touches to this, just tried and true PC industry touches.
3: That, but I, I still have the heatsink on that graphics card.
0: But it's only hey, look! It's only a two-slot graphics card. It's a very well-behaved yep.
3: graphics
2: card with a blower cooler. Isn't that like a hundred and fifty watt TDP? I uh, think like you're it's right. It's got a
1: lot of power. Mm. It looks like it's got a lot of power for hundred fifty watts. I think it's three hundred. Oh, okay. And that's is that I think that's three eight pins or is it two? Just eight-pins? two.
0: That's here, here's the weird thing, and I I brought this up. The motherboard routes all the power. The PSU and motherboard are kind of one. A unit you have to use the two together huh. the p s u slots into the motherboard like an expansion card. oh but, damn proprietary mother yeah, or so they're married to each other. You're not gonna get away with using some other p s u if this one fails, you've gotta buy <laughs> the correct lenovo o e m part but the the thing about it is the power for the uh graphics card is. Where it comes out of the board, it's a single 8-pin, but then it splits into two 8-pins. So then you have to go two 8-pins to one 8-pin to go into the a6000 GPU because it only has one 8-pin, but has a 300-watt TDP. So anyway, yeah, I'm scrolling around a lot, but that was kind of silly. You should just put a custom 8-pin to 8-pin cable here and not have that extra dongle you're looking at the CPU cooler. It's a dual tower design. Look, I think it's 4U in height. It's kind of a staggered design. This this tower is yeah. higher than that tower. And they use 80 millimeter fans. Yeah, for you. But you know what? They're they're Sh- hydraulic. No, they're not here. just
1: <clears throat> shrill, shrill and uh, intensely annoying. No, actually. Uh, and they,
0: they start at 900 RPM, and they can go all the way up to 4,600. But Ooh. by default, this does not get loud, so they're clearly going nowhere near that. I'd have to look at my logs to see how um, fast they were actually spinning under load. There's that A6000 graphics card, which has been replaced, confusingly, by the RTX 6000 without the A, which is a different product. So be careful. If you're seeing RTX 6000 and it's 48 gigabytes of RAM, oh, that's the latest. No. No. The one without A. Because A does not stand for ADA. No, right, because that was Ampere. So now that it's Ada Lovelace, it's it's just no A at all. And it's, it's more expensive. It went from $4,650 to $6,800 for the new one. <coughs> yeah. And by oh. the way, let's talk about price. This workstation, which is an absolute monster, is uh, the lowest price I could find it for, because I think this one's on its way out. This particular configuration anyway. Uh, the lowest price I could find online was $16,338. Now, the list price was originally over $18,000. Then it, uh, I found it at $17,469 list and marked down to $16,338 after uh, like a promo code. So it it is possible to get your hands on this for under seventeen k. Now, what mm. are you getting for that? Why is it so expensive? This is an absolute ripoff. No, because two of the components alone, that processor and the graphics card, are $11,000. You can't buy a Ryzen Threadripper Pro 5995WX for less than, I think, 6400 bucks. If you're one of those insane people who buy such things in the DIY market. And then you've got to put it into a motherboard, and the cheapest ASRock board supporting one of these Threadripper Pros is 900 bucks, And it goes up rapidly from there. You can easily spend $1,500 or more on just the motherboard. This system was configured with 128 gigabytes of registered um, 3,200 megatransfers per second DDR4. And that's eight 16 gigabyte modules. I looked up the list price on these Lenovo modules. I found them at like a server uh, supply store. They're $300 $300 each. <clears throat> there are eight of them in this <clears throat> system. Now you can find <clears throat> RD RAMs for less. And I found some 3200 RD RAMs, 16 gigabytes, for I think it was $80 each from some third party seller on Newegg. I don't know for sure that those would work in this system. I'm assuming so, but who knows? If you want the official. Lenovo sanctioned DIMMs, they're $300 piece. Mm. Going the cheap route would have put that at about 700 for 128 gigs. But And, of course, because this has all four DIMMs occupied on both sides, you have to have the fan shrouds installed. I think it
3: yells at you if you don't mm-hmm. have them installed. Well, I think it yells at you when you do have them installed, or at least screams a little bit.
0: That was another thing. I looked at these tiny Foxconn fans on the tops of these fan shrouds and I was worried that it was going to be very, very noisy, but it's not. Everything has a PWM connector. Everything is tuned to operate at a lower RPM. It has one of those uh, Samsung OEM versions of the 980 Pro in it, two terabyte model on ours. And that's actually gotten a lot cheaper. Like The 980 Pro has dropped because the 990 Pro is out there. So that's about $180 value. But, I mean, you can't really piece this together as if you were doing a DIY comparison. I just like to throw the value in there just because the price tag was so shocking. Because when you start adding up the cost of the bare components, you easily get well into the five figures. So it starts to make sense that a complete system with a warranty would be 16000 But you're not buying this. Your, your business is buying this.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So... They just have to okay it. And they're going to okay this a lot faster than they're going to okay you buying a bunch of components and building a PC yourself. There's just interesting touches on this board. I mean, the, the level of integration is high, obviously, because, I mean, the power supply alone is like an expansion card.
1: It's a lot of SMDs you know? and yeah, you've very got tightly packed. Like your
0: uh, Action from Marvell. That's their 10 gigabit Ethernet controller on board. Oh, nice. You've nice. got, uh, let's see, four full... Uh, by 16 Gen 4 slots, two by eight Gen 4 slots. Which the clipping
3: mechanisms actually look pretty good.
0: Yeah, everything on here seemed to be pretty robust. Mm -hmm. Like the tool free, like here, here, this thing down here, you turn that and that releases the heatsink for the two. um, NVMe. um, Yeah. So you have two Gen 4 NVMe slots right here with heatsink over it. This is interesting. This slot right here, that's your front IO. So your USB-C, your front USB ports, power switch, all that, there's no cables. It just glides in and then attaches at the back in a slot. Hmm. And the only thing with a cable was this, the front panel multi-card reader that also houses the uh, SATA um, slimline optical drive slot. That Josh, there's the your optical. Free.
1: There's the optical, Josh, right there. Yeah. And there is actually,
0: oh, nice. there is a SATA connector in the back and you'd have to just use your own cable, but... Uh, you could uh, slot one of these in. This uh, blinking plate comes off. So uh, nice. that's nice. Or so you can order it with a optical drive, of course. But oh, here's that just power supply. Lap, laptop one, but yeah. Here's oh, power weird. Supply. Here's the slot at the top of it. Now, this is an 80-plus platinum, 1,000-watt model from AC Bell. And it's just an edge connector.
2: It's- yeah, just like the uh, slotted ones in uh, servers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Except <clears throat> they're usually skinnier. Any power
0: that you need for any component, including the... Graphics card comes off of the board. So this is this board has extra layers. It's very robust because it's also routing all power everywhere. That was that's kind of unique. But again, that's the sort of proprietary Aww, no
3: SATA Express port?
0: No. There's no Snax port on there? No.
3: Just six Damn, never
0: six gigabit. Supported it.
3: <sighs> Nothing ever supported it, Josh. Oh, Just yeah. a few motherboards.
0: <laughs> so here's a look at the system configuration via hardware info sixty four. Of course, the 64 core processor, 128 gigs of memory. This is 3200 CAS 24. RTX A6000 graphics card, Samsung
1: OEM, 2 terabyte SSD. I I can't wait to hear what you use to uh, stress this a little. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I just ran some of the tests that I already had the comparison benchmarks for against
1: like the 7950X.
0: I don't have any workstation (laughs) tests.
1: (laughs) I see it embarrasses uh, the... uh, desktop chips which is it It's should. pretty
0: funny. If I mean the 7950X was already fantastic. I mean you were at 38,000 points in Cinebench R23 for example. And then the Threadripper Pro 67669 average score from 3 runs. It's just phenomenal how and that, I don't even know if Cinebench scales to 128 threads as long as it is then that Here's Blender, which definitely used everything that this system had to offer and pulled the most power of anything that I tested. 69.26 seconds to complete the Classroom CPU Cycles render. The best i would ever seen to that point was the 7950X at 179.68 seconds. This is 110 seconds faster. And this is a, this is a pretty short test. You're just blowing by even AMD's fastest desktop processor. So, I find Just Blowing in oh. your Apple Music library. Thanks,
1: Siri. That's it's perfect. Please leave that Fucking in. Apple. <laughs>
0: All right, so anyway, yeah, I'm, it it's questionable to run this system probably under Windows. It, I feel like I'm being robbed of performance, but it, Windows apparently does scale 228 threads. Windows 11, Pro is what was preloaded on this system. Here's 7Zip, by the way, very much likes the cores and scales very, very well with core count, obviously. But these numbers are just crazy. I've never, I never thought I would see over 300,000 MIPS compression on this test. It's under 200,000 for anything else I've ever tested. And then decompression is over 400,000. Highest before that was a 7950X at uh, 275,000. So it's just, it's ludicrous. And then here's a really old benchmark that at least does scale at least up to a certain point. I don't know if it was using all 128 threads, but the X264 benchmark, 160 FPS in the second pass. And just to give you a frame of reference, the 7950X... Manages 130, and it has a, a much higher clock speed. So even Shh. down, clocked all the way down as it was under all core workloads to its base 2.7 gigahertz, just the sheer number of cores available. You would chew through encodes. Quickly, power, thermals, noise. The power, it never exceeded 500 watts. Well, 501, no matter what I did. And that 501 number was from the GPU, uh, the GPU test that I ran. When the CPU was under load the highest i ever saw was 461 watts at the wall typical was 435 for an all core load somewhere in there uh single threaded loads were obviously a lot lower but you don't get thread ripper for single thread it doesn't have the performance of even the cheaper desktop parts it's in one thread so and the the noise was controlled Uh, all those tiny fans were a concern uh, 40 decibels. It never exceeded. It was at 39 point something during load. And that was with the sound pressure meter positioned one foot from the front of the system. You can hear 39 decibels, but it is not what I would call loud at all. So very well engineered. I liked all the toolless aspects of this design. Everything had like a, a handle or a lever or something that was easy to, you know, pull components out and swap things. And I completely tore the system down and rebuilt it while I was looking at all over and miraculously it still worked. Oh, you were licking it all over? Mm, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. here's, here is a, uh, a photo of somebody using it for. Uh, this is the typical usage scenario. Typical usage scenario. In, somebody in like in, a nice little a, loft. In a house? For digital in a, art. Yeah. You in, know?
1: A, in a loft area? Is this the. Yeah. yeah it's it's
0: I don't nice. Know. An artist at work. Uh, For and look, a sixteen thousand dollar workstation, mm. my favorite part—the Think key. So IBM, like there were—they were little very IBM, IBM touches to this. But
3: uh, well, they yeah. used to have those other docking stations.
0: Yeah, I gave it the gold award. The it is expensive, but you know what? It's really, really well made, and you're not going to get higher performance from a workstation unless you know you use like server CPU parts.
3: You and it survived. Which in a house kind of a young child,
0: <laughs> and it survived me. Uh, yeah, they well, sent that this, too, but without any kind of security, they just sent it. And I, I, I knew they were sending a workstation. I thought, you know, they've sent workstations as expensive as like five thousand dollars before. So this is going to be, it's going to be pretty powerful. And then I looked it up, and it was eighteen thousand dollars. It's like, okay, I don't even want to touch this thing. I don't want to take it out of the box. I'm going <laughs> to drop something, but I never did. Shockingly, you didn't. We have reached the Picks of the Week portion. Josh, please get us Me?
2: started. Okay, so, you know, off. I'm kind of getting back into, into racing, and I've got this rig coming in for review, and I, and I, I posted that uh, that uh, TV stand, monitor stand that uh, is, you know, relatively inexpensive and, uh, you know, good value for what you get. Well, this is a, uh, this is a handbrake. It's a higher-end handbrake, but it's not really high-end. Uh, These things are, you know, 60 to 80 bucks, maybe at the high end, but they're all essentially the same thing. It's all metal. It's all screwed together really well. They've got Mm -hmm. a brake handle. You've got some USB position slash force controller in there that uh, figures out when you're starting to pull on the handbrake. And if you've got a racing rig, uh, these are actually kind of nice. And they're not overly expensive. If you look at what the uh, Thrustmaster Sparco unit is, it's about 250 bucks. The ones from uh, Fnatic, uh, again, that in that same high range. Uh, these, you know, give you much the same experience. Really super stupidly solidly built. I mean, it's all aluminum. um, three quarters not three quarters but you know half an inch thick all the parts uh it's it's heft I, I got one here that I, I bought nice. and it's just nice oh, oh. They're heavy so and uh, it's uh you know a 64.0 bit <laughs> no uh, but anyway, Josh this uh, these, is this what? is for
1: some of your favorite favorite kind of racing off-road rally rally cross
2: yeah yeah. Where assume, you actually yeah. use the e-brake. I don't do much drifting, Absolutely. but you know, people who do this, yep. this would be certainly something for them. Uh, I think you can get it from AliExpress for a little bit cheaper than what you get from like Amazon and Newegg, but it's, it's all, it's all about the same, same stuff. They just have different, you know, kind of names slapped on. So
1: there. will your, your new rig, uh, have a place to mount that? Yep. How do you, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Okay, so it's got a little side really place
2: where you could do your give shift or your, your e-brake or both. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So you've gone from wheel stand to brake stands. Sure. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to do a couple of brake stands on that. You got to.
0: Okay, Jeremy, your pick is going to a profile login page.
3: Well, you see, the, this is the part of the funny part about it. Uh, Dungeons of the Endless from Amplitude is free right now. Okay. But they want you to make an Amplitude account. But oh. here's the funny thing. Do you remember Games Together? One of the old ways, uh, like after GameSpy went away and a couple of the other... to log in when steam took took over all the multiplayer games together was an old one if you ever had one of those accounts that's actually your amp it up account i mean Mm -hmm. amplitude studios really do do have to go with that amp it up but the funny thing is that it comes as a free uh thing and i just sort of like all right fine is this actually worth it and i logged in I've got like about two hundred free things <laughs> in my Games Together account that I apparently can download for about a random bunch of games. Some of them are free games. I had no idea I had. So you know, just throw in an email address. It forgot my password. See if it sends it to you. It sends it to you because a whole bunch of other uh, developers use this this uh, multiplayer gaming system, and check it out. If it makes you sign up, well, that's up to you. You don't have to, but if you find out, like I did, that oh my god, I've I've had this account for like ten years now, there might be a whole bunch of free stuff there, including Dungeon of the Endless and all of its add-ons. Sometimes uh, having your personal information stored when you don't realize it can be a benefit. Yeah. Although I was kind of still kind of creeped out
0: to someone and sometimes that person is you.
1: Brett, your pick this week. It's actually yours. You posted this in our channel and I went, "Oh gosh, yeah, that's actually a really great laptop and a while ago I reviewed Ooh. this one. This is a ThinkPad uh T16. P1 previous generation, or actually, this may be two generations old. I think this is a Windows uh, 11 of, for some reason. Well, it has 11, but I also uh, Toshiba is really great about this. They allow you to easily uh, boot uh, Linux experience, and they are very Toshiba supportive of this Lenovo? right off of oh, Lenovo. Sorry, <laughs> Lenovo. Jeez, what was I saying? <laughs> I had Toshiba on the brain because of the because of because the of thing that earlier.
0: beautiful USB only. Oh, uh,
1: we'll, we'll get to we'll get we'll get back to that. Yeah, Lenovo. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Lenovo, Uh, they've been very supportive of of running uh, various uh, distros of Linux. I've got uh, dual boot pop OS with Windows 11 on this right now and it runs fantastic. And Sebastian, when you posted that um, some of the ThinkPads in Mm -hmm. this range were available for a very, very sweet price of $1,055 for this T16 Gen 1, it, it just was like, this is super attractive for people who maybe are the same as me, who might want to dual boot Windows and maybe uh, want to have a Linux workstation at the same time. It's well-supported. And this is like a 50-plus percent off. Yeah, 52% off. You
0: save $1,143.48 off their list price. But that's that's an estimated value. This is like QVC here. But still, it is significantly discounted from where it had been. They have this crazy sale going on. They're trying to clear out previous generation models.
1: Yep. It's a great opportunity to buy this. And it's a really solid laptop. Um, the keyboard's great. The The chassis feels really good. Very good deck stiffness. This particular model the, that I have here is a uh, 4K display. What's the travel like? It's very, it's, it's still, it's soft, um, but there's a decent enough travel so that you don't get, um, you don't trip over the next key if you're trying okay. to kind of yeah. jump over to it. Yeah, you don't like your side finger, your side of your finger gets hung up on a key. That doesn't happen, but it's very positive. I I enjoy this keyboard. Not a problem And look, an AMD version of the same, the T16 AMD. Even less. For a little bit less. 930. 930. This is the, this is the Ryzen 5, not a Ryzen 7, so maybe not quite as comparable. Ryzen 5 Pro 6650U. Yep. Still very, very, very high end, ch- similar chassis. That's why I picked this one. If you want a high end laptop, pay a little bit less. You're going to get a sweet deal with one of these uh, ThinkPads. Nice fast memory too. It's uh, eight gigabytes, but it's LPDDR
0: five six thousand four hundred on the AMD model. With and this is nice. These are nineteen twenty by twelve hundred displays on this AMD and Intel. Oh wow! So you, you get that extra screen real estate, and it's an IPS panel.
1: Anti-glare, non-touch, beautiful. That 16 by 10 is very Apple-like, which is probably one of the reasons why I like this series of laptops oh from Lenovo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go there because I'm sure it's actually running macOS. You do a it's boot not. my ass. It's, it, it's Pop! OS. Uh, it's
1: that's, uh, that's, no. Pop! OS and I did what? build one, one of those, it, though. Is
0: Pop! OS like the Linux variant that looks like Mac OS?
1: But, uh, I mean it's nice I mean pop OS has been one of it's been a recent favorite Linux distro of mine so mm-hmm. I've been, mm-hmm. been playing oh, with yeah. it more
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: my pick this week we looked at it earlier briefly in passing but if you go amd.coms their their direct store and why is this uh redirecting me hold on just a second here come on please load okay you will find. The RX 6950 XT, its new low price just 6.99. That sits <clears> nicely in the product stack, considering that it's not that far behind a 7900 XT, a 7900 XT, but it's uh, $200 less, 6.99 versus 8.99. And of course, if you're going to spend 8.99, you might as well spend 9.99 and get that XTX, but down at six ninety nine, and I hope that this means that they will soon be available for less from third parties. That is a very attractive price for the fastest previous I'm gen graphics card.
3: Very disappointed that they didn't shave four dollars off that price.
1: This is Pop OS, by the way, and Jeremy. That was the lock screen for Pop OS when you when you called out. Oh, I see you're running Windows eleven.
3: That, that was the lock screen Windows eleven screen looks the same way, but. That's no, definitely not. Are you sure that's not Windows 11? No,
0: look, see, it's, it's an Apple-style dock because it doesn't extend all the way across the bottom. It's a floating dock.
3: Yeah, you can, well, you so can actually dock Windows this. Windows 11 no.
1: You can actually dock this left, right, center.
0: Right. Actually you can do that on sweet.
1: Mac OS, too. Oh, absolutely, you can. Funny funny how that is. On my MacBook mm. Pro,
0: I always had the dock along the left side of the screen.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay,
0: well, uh, that's our show. For this week, we do hope you've enjoyed yourself. I don't know if you have any thoughts you'd like to share, Josh, for our audience.
2: Very few today. I mean, as always, we, we appreciate you showing up. Uh, because showing up is, is half the battle. The other half is sometimes being armed with a larger weapon and more magazines. But let's not go there.
3: We're a solid So good driver. night all, and thanks for joining us.